As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, what's up? This is Seth Green, and you are listening to Somewhere in Vegas with Mark, and I am so hot, I would desperately like a glass of water. Please, please, give me some water. This is Cindy Preston, and I'm with Mark on Somewhere in Vegas. Hi, this is Melissa Peterman from CMT's The Singing Bee and the television show Reba, and I have to tell you, I just have to get it off my chest, I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi there. This is Faith Roscoe from General Hospital. We're listening to Mark on somewhere in Vegas. And you better watch out. We know how to find you if you're not listening. Hi, this is Shannon Egan from Whippet. And I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hey, this is Lee Allen Baker with Somewhere in Vegas. Talking with Mark with a Q. This is Courtney Cronin. You're listening to Somewhere in Vegas with your host, Mark. And I would make sure to listen every week because he's a sure bet. Hey, this is the Money Man. Eddie Money, I've got two tickets to Paradise. And you know what? It's somewhere in Vegas. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Hi, this is Crystal Kale, and I love Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi, this is Terry Nunn from Berlin, and you're listening to Mark Somewhere in Vegas. Hi, this is Miracle Lori from Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. There are three flowers in a vase, and I'm listening to Somewhere in Vegas with Mark. Hi, this is Erin Hill, and you are listening to Mark on Blog Talk Radio and Somewhere in Vegas. Mark is a great guy. Hi, this is Sean Pulaski. I'm still trying to figure out Mark Pico's sexuality, but I know you're listening to Somewhere Live in Vegas. Here you go, Mark. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were he, she. I'm sorry. Get out of the tent. Let's get out of here. Hey, this is Lance and Anna from Free Radio and... Anna? And you're listening to Somewhere in Vegas. Yes. My favorite. favorite. My favorite. You know, that's, that's usually what happens with me. I go to Vegas and I get lost, and so I end up somewhere in Vegas. Somewhere in Vegas. But right. I just don't know where it is. Not quite sure. Yeah, word. Get ready. It's going to be hot. It's in Vegas. Check out Mark. Be there or be square. My guest at this time has a new single out called A Song That You Can Drink Beer To. That's up his new album, Something Worth Remembering, which is coming out on March 26th. Gary Pratt is on with us right now. How are you doing, Gary? 
Hey, thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate um, it. Are you um, up in Nashville? Or you're up in uh, Pittsburgh. I'm up in well, it's probably about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. If anybody knows that area, I grew up in a small town called Slickville which was a uh, small coal mining town. I live in Greensburg now. Like I said, it's about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. And, and Great how, place. First of all, how, how's it up there? How's it right, uh, up there right now? I mean, are you guys, you guys got a lot of winter weather? Are you starting to see spring a little bit? Well, we've had a lot of snow, like four inches, six inches here and there. Um, yesterday it was like uh, 18, I think was the low. Now today we're up to 50. So, you know. It's nice and sunny today. You know, I love the sunshine, but it's it's been a sort of a rough winter, but we haven't had anything like a foot of snow or six foot like we've had, you know, other years. But the last three years have been pretty, pretty minor, I think, you know, I'm more of a, a beach guy, but, you know, it hasn't been that bad. Now, you know, just coming into, you know, this past year, I mean, did you do a lot of songwriting? Did you uh, kind of... Uh concentrate on uh you know some new music while while you couldn't tour you know i think as all musicians do we always want to get better we strive to get better um even if you're really good you're striving to do something better and i've been concentrating on some writing but a lot of my concentration has been getting uh this album set up with with the record company and finishing the album getting the artwork done and, you know, it's really given me a lot of time to concentrate on this project. Uh, it took us about, um, I've been working on it for about a year and a half, actually. I did two albums at the same time. I did a Christmas album two years ago. And at the same time, we were recording the music uh, for this album. So it's been, I've been in the studio probably the last, the last two years. And, uh, of course, everyone that I've been working with at the studio and my producer, we've been come pretty close as a family now you know it's um we call each other if we need each other and um uh but i've been concentrating yeah definitely on the on the recording and and getting what i'm going to produce uh as far as um like i said the the artwork and also getting all the i wrote six of the songs myself and then five of the songs are written by pretty much known writers in nashville um, Tony Arada, who wrote uh, the dance uh, for Garth Brooks and Danny Wells. But um, I wanted to do a combination of um, songs that I wrote and other people wrote on this album. But like I said, it's really given me a lot of time to concentrate on the promotion and getting the mechanical rights all put together. And I'm learning a lot about uh, the business side of uh of uh, the you know the music industry, so that's where I've been really concentrating with a couple gigs here and there. Now you know, in terms of in terms of studio time, did you were you able to uh, you know record a lot of these tracks before the pandemic? Actually, um, most I would all the music was pretty much done before the pandemic. The vocals uh, were not uh, some of the vocals, anyhow. Um, so we were still recording when this all started, you know, back was it last March, I believe. Um, so we were still recording then. So, yeah, we we were doing it with, you know, before the pandemic and during. So it was sort of, you know, it was it was different. You know, we would go into the studio with our mask on. But, of course, 
Uh, that was when it first started. And, you know, we're a little bit shy about that. But, um, you know, then we started, we spent so much time together that, you know, it's became a little bit more relaxed after the first hit. Now, you know, going, going on your third album here, I mean, you know, how has it been for you to be in studio and, and kind of, you know, have at least that experience under your belt of, um, you know, recording uh, and has it gotten a little bit easier for you going into the studio? You know what? The more you go into a studio, the more relaxed you get. The first time I went in was actually at the same studio back in 2009. And I did an album that um, I wrote like seven of the songs. It was a, like, I guess an EP. It was like seven songs that I wrote. And um, I did not have a producer then. Uh, basically went into the studio, the engineer helped out and, um, you know, the people that did the, uh, the tracks, the music tracks, it was quite different than this time. These last two albums, I had a producer, Brian Cole, who's absolutely wonderful. It makes you work a little bit harder, but I'm glad I had that first album under my belt because I could see the difference and, uh, and how I sang and how they pushed me this, this second time to do these, uh, to do this album. And it was a lot easier vocally, but I also learned a lot from my producer and he pushed me to a limit and um, things that I could work on vocally. And uh, so it was really different in that aspect. Also, the guy, uh, Adam Ernest did all the, sort of, uh, he did most of the music tracks. He plays every instrument that you can imagine. And he did most of those tracks. He's living in Nashville now, a young guy. He's very talented, um, an artist in his own right. And um, this experience this time was so much more enjoyable. I was more at ease the second time um, going in with these two last albums. And uh, I don't know, it was, the atmosphere was different, I guess, because I was more relaxed and I sort of knew what to experience. When you get first go in, you're a little bit, you know, you're you're nervous, you know, and um, you got to be open to learn and take other people's criticism and other people's uh, recommendations, you know, to grow. And, and you know, like I said, all musicians want to grow. And, you know, I really enjoyed this process so much better than the first time. And then the way they record now too, I don't know all the, you know, um, it's a different type of uh, recording than back in 2009. Uh, you know, it's more updated, all the the different, different things that they have that they use, um, it's completely different and so much more efficient too. But I really enjoyed working on this project. When it came to the uh, to the album tracks and, and the order, I mean, how much stage you have in it? And, you know, was there any kind of a um, a um, a theory or, I mean, a uh, strategy in order for you to have certain songs in certain places? I'm glad you asked that. This album is dedicated to my brother. He passed away um, about three years ago. We were very close. And all along, I've been thinking, like, how can I incorporate like dedicating this album to him. The last song that we picked sort of brought the whole album together. It's called um, Something Worth Remembering, which was written by uh, Tony Arada, who wrote The Dance for Bart. We were going to go with 10 songs on the album and decided, and then my producer heard this song. He goes, Gary, you got to hear this song. 
and he knows this, my story. And I, I heard the song, I said, we have to do this song. And it brought the whole album together. The first, I'll tell you a little bit about the album. The first, and I had complete control of how the songs would be listed. The first song I wrote is called You Gotta Jump In. Now, when I was um, when I was younger and I was sort of backward, shy, I think that's why I got into music so much, because it was sort of my place to go. But this song was sort of uh, written about that. I mean, you have to, you got to jump in. You got to go for your dreams, your goals. And, you know, you can't be afraid to go for things that you want. You may have to do some things that are a little uncomfortable um, and make you nervous. But you have to, to do those things. If you want to grow as a person, I look back now and I see that, you know, and hopefully someone will hear this song. I mean, you only live once. So that what, the, you know, it's about growing up and you live once, go for your dreams. That's the first song. In between, we have, you know, songs about life, you know, country songs, you know, they're written about heartbreaks. Like I said, about growing up, it's about drinking, um, having fun with your friends. And these are all things that everybody does, you know, with as they're growing up. It's about um, finding true love and, um, you know, knowing that that God, you know, he has that that's someone out there for you. And um, sooner or later, you, you'll find that someone and um, you'll know that, you know, God had his hands in, in all of that. Then it leads up to, you know, at the end of the the album, you know, after you, you're beginning life, you're growing up, going through all these different things in life. And at the end of the album, there's, a, you know, the song, um, Something Worth Remembering. It's about, um, you know, maybe beating an addiction or um, overcoming your fears, whatever that may be, but also, you know, being good to people. And um, it might just be the smallest thing that you do to make somebody's day. My brother, um, this is why I picked this song and it just sort of put everything together. And I look back now, probably, you know, since he's passed and at the time I didn't realize it, but um, he did a lot of good things and he's, he made his mark, you know, here on earth and just little things that he would do for me. He was, he's a big guy. I'm, I'm a smaller guy. And um, like if, if he knew I was, I I had a gig at some rough place, He'd show up just in case I needed him, you know, fixing things. I'm not that good at that neither. And, and he'd like, you know, if I need something done on plumbing or something, he'd just, hey, I heard you, you need this. And I'm like, yeah, come on in. And now I look back and, you know, and he's he did so many things that's that was worth remembering. And I think people need to do that, especially nowadays, you know, overcome your fears. If you're addicted to something, overcome that. And, you know, put your trust in God and do good for other people and, you know, try to make uh, the world a better place because you'll be remembered for it. And that's what the whole album is about. It's about life. And with, with that in mind, I mean, are we um, going to be seeing any music videos um, off of any of the songs here? You? We, uh, Yeah, we do have a video scheduled right now. It's just a lyric video. I know we are going to do that um real soon uh with the you know first single a song you can drink a beer to um hopefully we'll do um some more extensive videos in the future i have a few ideas of 
that would be pretty cool for a few of the songs, but, you know, do one thing at a time. But um, the next step is to do a lyric video for a song uh, you can drink a beer to. So that that's the plans, you know. I, um, I also want to put out there that um, those guys that I worked with at the studio, um, Adam Ernest and Doug Casper, who owns um, Tonic Studios and the engineer, and uh, Brian Cole, um, who uh, is the producer. I mean, I have so much respect for them, and I thank them so much. And and Mike Stover, who has MTS Records, um, which is the label I'm on, um, you know, I really appreciate them getting behind me and believing in the project, you know, and actually, you know, making me a better person, a better singer, a better artist, helping me on this project because this is a this is a big deal for me. This is my um, this is a real big deal, and and I don't want to take anybody for granted. About about how many how many instruments do you play? Instruments, okay. Yeah, I don't play anything real well. <laughs> uh, I sort of dabble in the piano a little bit, a little bit on the guitar. When I go out to do um, some shows, I've opened up for a lot of different people. I um, usually have, um, you know, a band behind me or, or acoustic or whatever. But I recently added a girl to my show. It's just actually pretty much me and her going out and do these little gigs right now. Um, she plays piano and guitar and we're adding that to the show. And um, she's real excited about being uh, a part of what I'm doing and um, her name's Kate Soller and uh, she's also a music director for uh, um, a church a nearby church here so she's going to probably teach me a few things so that's something I I want to do and you know get a little bit better on both of those instruments um, before I really go out and let people know I I I can do it I but I'm, that's one of my uh, goals I want to do this year well, with, with, with songwriting, I mean, uh, you know, obviously it seems like the lyrics maybe come forward first to you or, you know, maybe I have an idea of a melody. Uh, tell me how, a little bit about that process. A lot of times when I'm looking, I might get an idea in my head and I go with that. Um, usually it's a melody and then I'll start writing the words and the lyrics to it. I like to listen to people. A lot of times they have the best, they say the best things, just not thinking they're saying something that's really, you know, that, that's great for a song. And I usually, hey, that's that's a great idea for a song. And I, I have a book, I write them down. And um, actually two of the songs that are on the album, one's called Whiskey to Me. Uh, we were, I was actually at a picnic and there was an older lady sitting there and a friend of mine, and um, they were talking about something. All of a sudden I heard, she said real loud, well, that sounds like whiskey to me. And I said, Oh, that's a perfect song. So that's one of the songs that are um, on the album. Um, but most of the, most of the time, it's a melody or something that somebody says, and then it just starts growing. You know, it could take it could take a year to write a song, or it could take you know a half hour. I wrote a song one night. Um, a friend of mine was doing uh, Relay for Life. Uh, it's a cancer fundraising event. And um, she was um, going to do a video for it. And she came to me and she said, could you write a song about cancer victims and, and the relay for life? And I was like, 
okay, I'll, I'll try, you know. And that night I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. It was in my head. And I wrote the song like in 10 minutes. So it just all depends. But a lot of times I listen to other people. I get the melody where the lyrics go, one or the other. And then um, there's some different programs that I use um, on a computer that um, one's called Chord Pulse. So I usually have the melody going and um, I can use this Chord Pulse program to get some type of music behind a piano, drums, guitars. And um, so I sort of work with that, you know, as, you know, to start the song. Um, then sometimes um, I took one song that um, really didn't have anything behind it, took it into uh, the studio and I said, listen to this. And, you know, by the end of the day, we had a whole song. So these guys are talented too. And, but that's usually my process in writing. Well, obviously a couple of couple of songs that you probably didn't have on the album that'll probably go hopefully go on the next one as well. I mean, you know, um, but obviously concentrating on this one right now. It's coming out on the twenty sixth. And uh hopefully we'll have some stuff open where you can start uh, performing again. Where can people find you on social media? Um I have a website, it's um of course www.garypratmusic at or sorry, garypratmusic.com. Um, and once you get on that site, um, you can go to any sites that I have there. There's Spotify, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, iTunes, all the different sites. Um, there's also a link where you can actually pre-order the album, uh, something worth remembering. It's right on the first page. Uh, you can go there and you'll go to Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, all the music sites, Amazon. Um, but you'll find a lot of information about me on that site. And um proud of that site, too, because I did it all myself. It's And I just updated it. So um, it took a process to get that done, too. So I've been working on that. So um, if you guys check it out, you know, hit me up an email or whatever and tell me if you like it or not. And let me know if you like the songs and um, like I said, this is a big deal for me and any support that I can get, I, I appreciate it so much. Anything else you want to add? Not really. I think I thanked everyone I need to thank. Um, yeah, I do want to add some. I have um, two other fellow label artists on my album. Matt Weston um, does some backup um, for me um, on a few songs. And I do a duet on the album also with uh, a girl who I met um Actually, I heard a voice um, online uh, through my producer. She's on the label, too, and her name's Savannah. And um, one of the songs I wrote, I always thought it should be a duet. So we recorded it as just um, myself doing the lead. And I said to Brian, I said, you know, I, I really think this song should be a duet. He's like, well, who do you want to get? And I'm like, I'd really like to get somebody on the label. And I said... Savannah's really, you know, I love her voice. And I said, but I know she's in Nashville and I'm up here in Pittsburgh. And he's like, well, let's go to Nashville. So we took a ride down to Nashville and I met Savannah for the first song, first time. And of course she had uh, a copy of the song and we ended up going to Omni Studios and we did the vocals for that. And uh, the song turned out awesome. So um, I want to thank both Savannah and Matt for being on the album and a guy named Joe Monroe did some keyboards too. I want to thank him. And of course, uh, Mike Stover, MTS records, 
um, for really taking this chance on me and, and promoting me. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. And, and thank you. Thank you for interviewing me and taking the time today. I appreciate it. This is my first Zoom, so this is fun. You know, I haven't done one of these yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. And, and you know, uh, you know, best of luck to you coming up and congratulations on the new album. Thank you. You keep in touch, okay? God bless. You guys can check us out on social media, on Facebook, somewhere in Vegas, and at SWIV on Twitter. You guys can find us on Instagram at SWIV Podcast. That's at SWIV Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe uh, on any of your podcast catchers, including iTunes. And our home at Spreaker.com, as well as wherever you get your podcasts. You guys can even subscribe to us on iHeartRadio or even ask Alexa to play somewhere in Vegas for the latest episodes. We drop these things every Monday and Wednesday, so definitely check it out as well and check out our archives at Spreaker.com. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.